Son, tonight we look after the North Pole while Santa delivers all the holiday goodies. Wooden ponies, dolls, Xfinity. Xfinity? It's only the awesomest internet ever. The whole family can enjoy fast, reliable internet speed and great coverage all at a great value. Plus, advanced security is included at no extra cost with Xfinity XFi and the XFi Gateway. Just log in and activate through the Xfinity app. Choose the speed that works for you. Up to gig. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary, not guaranteed. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5.0 Radio Network. Bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. Here to convince you that reality is usually scoffed at and illusion is usually king. We're broadcasting live on iHeartRadio, available on demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. Follow me on Twitter at RightNowJimDawes. Or shoot me an email at rightnowjimdaws at gmail.com. Or you can call the vent line and get something off your chest at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. What a week, what a week. I'm going to try to do a recap of the things that have been happening this week and put in a little bit of the stuff that happened overnight. Uh, but I gotta, I gotta admit, I gotta warn you that, uh, this, this show is liable to be a little disjointed. There's a lot of odds and ends this week. And normally I, uh, I'm able to spend more time, uh, you know, doing transitions and making more sense of it all to present to you. But I got a, I got a busy day. I've got to, uh, get on a plane. So I had to get out and mow the lawn. Uh, and down here, that's a, <laughs> especially in the rainy season, it's, uh, it's like, uh, it's a major job, but, uh, the overarching theme in this show is going to be, you know, we're being lied to, we're being lied to, uh, deviously and purposefully. It's almost like a psychological operation that's being conducted and the uh, the left's determination to beat Donald Trump, they're weaponizing everything they can. They're weaponizing the virus. They're weaponizing the lockdowns. They're weaponizing, uh, you know, the the riots that are going on in the streets. And it's all designed to to defeat you, defeat you mentally, break your spirit. Decide that you just want to give up. Okay, you can have your way. Enough of this uh, America First agenda. Let. Let's just let uh, the establishment in Washington, led by the radical Democrats, get back to selling out this country so we can have a little peace. Uh, it's yet to be seen whether or not that tactic is going to work. Uh, if you believe the polls, which I don't, and I've explained that extensively on this show, that uh, you know you, you you might be led to believe that uh, the left is winning. Because it's not enough to be a casual consumer of news anymore. Because if you're just a casual consumer of uh, mainstream media, then you are thoroughly uh, misinformed. And if you're not getting your news from uh, sources like this and the alternative media, then you're totally uninformed. The Wuhan virus is uh, a classic case and example. Uh, 
we are learning more and more every day uh, that we have been had. We have been sold a bill of goods that this virus has a, a mortality rate uh, just in keeping with the seasonal flu. And, uh, and we are well on our way to herd immunity. Now, I'm not saying it's not a deadly virus. If you've got uh, certain underlying conditions or you're elderly, you're in a high-risk group. But certainly nothing to justify these uh, lockdowns, which the Democrats are uh, in the process of uh, reinstituting across this country in order to keep this economy on the mat and uh, and deny the president his his uh, most persuasive claimed reelection, and that was the unprecedented historical economy that he was able to put together before China unleashed this virus on us, and the Democrats used it as a a campaign scheme. If you think you're being lied to uh, about this, uh, this China virus, you're absolutely right. Ever since this virus appeared on the scene from Wuhan, Americans have been bombarded with information. Most of it misinformation. I guess you would say disinformation. Misinformation is wrong. Disinformation is purposely so. But, you know, we uh, uh, even the, the beginnings of this virus, the origin of it, has been cr- uh, cloaked in uh, secrecy. And I don't think it's a coincidence that it came from uh, the same place where China operates its uh, germ warfare laboratory. But these politicians are now using the virus and the Democrat politicians to achieve very non-virus political goals. They're pushing for more government handouts and dependency. They're wrecking the economy in order to favor Biden. They're pushing mail-in voting schemes that we have seen firsthand the Democrats will use and have used to engage in fraud. They're even closing down churches where people can get... um, you know, spiritual sustenance and and uh, reinforcements. And even as they lock people in their homes and close down their businesses, sacrifice their jobs, they still are encouraging mass protests and riots in these Democrat strongholds. The primary way the Democrats win elections is by engaging in hoaxes, climate change, Russiagate, Ukraine, racism, the white supremacist movement. The Democrats are manipulating people with this virus by, by now by pointing to an increase in the number of cases. They're not paying any attention to the mortality rate at all anymore because it has dropped below pandemic levels. They insist they're, they're doing this lockdown to protect you, but nothing could be further from the truth. What's starting to leak out though, is that this new data about rising cases and deaths is being manipulated. Now, They'll, they'll argue any, every time they get caught that this is just an accident. But it's funny how these accidents always break 
in one way, and that is to uh, to overhype this uh, this virus. These numbers out of Florida, where 330 labs were caught, just wildly inflating the positive uh, positivity percentages, and that's the only real number that counts when you're when you're doing you know so much more testing the the raw number of cases doesn't matter you're not um you know revealing new cases you're just discovering new cases that were already there what counts is the percentage of positive tests and in florida those numbers were wildly inflated by over 330 labs across the state mostly just coincidentally coming out of uh, blue, uh, uh, blue counties, counties controlled by Democrats. And lab after lab, they were only reporting positive cases, which gave them a 100% positivity rate. And if you think that that was just a, a mistake, you can look at hundreds of more labs that, uh, that were report, reporting 75, 85, 90% positivity rates. 95% when, in fact, the positivity rate was 9.5. Now, this may be a result for a failed educational system, people not knowing where to put the decimal point any longer. In Texas, uh, they, they uh, caught labs out of San Antonio, home of the Castro brothers, um, actually doing presumed positive tests. And I'll tell you a little personal story. My daughter is, uh, my youngest daughter is holed up in Oxford, Mississippi. And uh, they're supposed to be having a, uh, a spike in cases out there. She had to travel all the way to uh, Oxford, Alabama, not Oxford, Mississippi, but Oxford, Alabama out of Anniston to get a test and waited a week. And when the result finally came in, it was positive. Here's the interesting thing. At the same time, she took her test. Her boyfriend, who she's been, you know, with almost nonstop uh, for the last month and a half, tested negative. <laughs> now I'm quite sure these two are kissing quite a lot, but he's negative and she's positive. Well, when she finally gets, you know, back to Oxford, Mississippi. She uh, she's able to get an appointment to take one of these um, these quick result tests. And guess what? That one turned out negative. And if you look on the internet, you will see story after story where people have signed up for um, tests, been unable to make an appointment. I mean, been unable to keep the appointment, and subsequently received an email saying that they too had tested positive. It's hard to know what to make all of all of this, but I can I can tell you one thing. This is not about health. It's not it stopped being about health a long time ago. None of the information about this virus um, can be taken at face value. We're being lied to. We're being deliberately admit, manipulated. That they have political goals. So I'm not saying you know to ignore it. You ought to uh, you ought to wash your hands frequently, 
especially after you, uh, you know, go into any store or anything. I'm not one of these people that think, you know, wearing a mask is capitulation. I don't necessarily wear it for myself because I don't think that uh, a, a regular cloth mask is effective. But there are a lot of people out and about that are freaked the hell out about all of this. And, I, you know, you can't really blame them. And if it gives them some peace, you know, that, uh, that I'm wearing a mask, that's, you know, I'll, I will do that out of uh, consideration. I take it off when, uh, you know, as soon as I'm out of the store and, uh, and I don't, never wear it uh, anywhere else, but I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to be one of these crazy people refusing to wear a mask because, uh, it is a capitulation. It is a capitulation, I suppose. But I'm I'm not doing it for that reason. I'm doing it uh, just to give the you know peace to the people that are freaked out. You know what's really weird about all of this is the um, the Simpsons, who have uh, predicted so many of the uh, of the deep states tactics had an episode on deploying a virus in order to keep a lid on uh, any sort of populism or or revolt by the people. I'd like to call to order this secret conclave of America's media empires. We're here to come up with the next phony baloney crisis to put Americans back where they belong in dark rooms glued to their televisions too terrified to skip the commercials. Well, I think... NBC, you are here to listen and not speak. I think we should go with a good old-fashioned public health care. Uh, yeah. A new disease. No one's immune. It's like the summer of the shark, except instead of a shark, it's an epidemic. And instead of summer, it's all the time. That is okay. Now, I hate to be the guy who derails what everybody else loves. He loves being that guy. But, Janice, we do have standards. This can't be a made-up disease. The only moral thing to do is release a deadly virus into the general public. We do have something we've been holding on to, but it hasn't been tested. Get over here, NBC. Uh, well, well, we certainly believe in testing, but I... Oh, oh. And he's down. Wow. Wow. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So, we've got our deadly disease. Now, now, we just have to blame it on something that's in every household. <laughs> the, uh, the predictions and the, uh, uh, the exposés that go on on The Simpsons are, are pretty... Um, Pretty amazing. And this uh, this fight over Fauci and his credibility is something to watch. This guy has been wrong, as uh, Peter Navarro points out, about everything, everything related to this virus. And yet he's continued to be held out as the, uh, the oracle, the guru, the go-to guy. And he recently posed uh, on the front of an InStyle magazine sitting beside his pool. <laughs> Why would a, a, a medical health professional that's supposed to be, you know, concerned about keeping the lid on a deadly virus, uh, take the time out to do a cover shoot for a fashion magazine. This is the same fashion magazine, by the way, that has yet to put 
one of our most elegant and beautiful first ladies in history on their cover. But they, but they uh, took time out from fashion to praise Dr. Fauci. I've got a clip here. This is uh, Dr. Fauci. Uh, he's, he's answering questions from uh, a representative from um, one of the Dakotas named David McKinley. And he's admitting that uh, that the the Do you- the um, position that he took on masks was a calculated lie. That the and the president, as you know, relies on your your expertise. Do you now regret not advising people more forcefully to wear masks earlier? Okay, we're going to play that game. Um, let me explain to you what happened back then. Should be a yes or a no. No, there's more than a yes or no by the tone of your question. I don't regret that because let me explain to you what happened. At that time, there was a paucity of equipment that our health care providers needed who put themselves daily in harm's way of taking care of people who are ill. We did not want to divert masks and PPE away from them to be used by the people. Okay, I've got, Now that we have enough, we recommend. I've got two more questions, so thank you. So he's saying that uh, back then he was telling people that masks were ineffective, uh, not effective, and that there was no reason for people to wear them. And now he, admit, he admits in front of Congress that he was lying, saying that the reason he did that was to, uh, to protect the stockpiles. Well, there is no reason for a public health professional to ever go in front of the public and lie. Once you do that, you have lost all credibility. This is the same guy. It went on TV repeatedly saying that, uh, you know, we need to stop shaking hands forever. That needs the handshake needs to to be banished to the dustbin of history. While at the same time, he was going on one of these uh, these hipster talk shows and saying that it's perfectly OK to hook up with strangers on Tinder. He's a buffoon at the very, very least and a uh, a, a snake. At the worst, his connections with Bill Gates and his uh, his vaccine schemes are uh, are well known. You know, I guess Trump can't fire him because you know it would freak people out too much. But I would certainly lock his ass in the basement of the White House. I, I would not let him be out there constantly sabotaging the administration like he does. Here's a clip of Dan Crenshaw talking about what's going on in Texas. I hope not. Okay, so let's look at the cases. You have to understand, too, that those three states probably account for by far the most testing in the world. Uh, Case numbers are an indicator and an indicator we should pay attention to. But we have to pay attention to all the data, not just the scariest data. So we should also be looking at hospitalizations. In fact, we should be focusing on hospitalizations and death rates. Uh, As far as hospitalizations go in Houston, one of the hardest hit places in Texas, uh, our growth rate in hospitalizations has almost flattened. Now, that's a few days of good trends. It could change, and we we have to be cautious and continue to 
wear our masks, socially distance, and, and not gather in large groups. But the trend is going in the right direction. Our death rate in Texas uh, continues to be one of the best in the world, actually. Lowest. Uh, you know, it, it's 10 times higher in New York. And as a fatality rate, again, we are one of the best in the world. Uh, our hospitals. And that is why they're ignoring the death rate, because the death rate has fallen as this virus has weakened and uh, therapeutics and treatments have, have uh, improved. Hey, i got to run out to a break. Stick with me. I'll be right back. December 16th, 1773. And now, what really happened at the Boston Tea Party? What are they doing? They're throwing all the king's tea and coffee to the harbor to protest taxation without representation. Do you think we should stop them? I really like my coffee. Come on, it's not American Pride Roasters. Yeah, that would be a trebuchet mockery. American Pride Roasters, the choice coffee of real American patriots for over 250 years. That's right. Get yours today at AmericanPrideRoasters.com. If you've said the world has gone crazy, I think 99.9% of the Earth's population would, in fact, agree with you. Here's the thing. You can never be too prepared for the craziness that's happening all around you. Keep your head while others are losing theirs. Go to preparewithmojo50.com. You will find an emergency food supply with a big discount because you are a Mojo 50 listener. It's not about uh, panic. It's about being ready for anything. Preparewithmojo50.com. So the uh, Liberty University, which uh, early on in this virus recognized of what was going on and uh, returned to classes, in-person classes on their campus, is suing the New York Times because the New York Times went after them uh, because they didn't want Liberty University exposing the fraud. It was, uh, it was early on, I think it was April, that Liberty announced that they were going to be holding spring classes as usual. And the New York Times came down on them with both feet saying that they were uh, they were endangering their students. And they published a lot of fake news in order to buttress their story. Well, now Liberty University, of course, his pre- the president is Jerry Falwell Jr., has now announced a $10 million defamation suit against the Times. It's a 94-page complaint and makes 171 points of argument using nine exhibits. This is from the complaint on July 15th, Liberty University. Oh, no, that's a news story. Let's see. Here we go. Um, The complaint says Liberty University. uh, Oh, this is this is I'm sorry about this. This is um, some of the allegations made about the intentionally false representations. The New York Times said that Liberty University suffered a COVID-19 outbreak when it reopened. Its campus after spring break had nearly a dozen sick students, and it had ignored government guidelines on reopening. Those were intentionally false statements and are, in fact, defamatory. And the complaint says unmistakably reflects the New York Times bias. The headline on their story was Liberty Bring Back Students and Coronavirus 2. The facts are, however, just the opposite, and the New York Times knew it, alleges the complaint. There were no known cases of the Chinese virus at the, at the university, 
There were not nearly a dozen students with the virus or symptoms. And they knew, the New York Times did, that Liberty University was in full compliance with all of the government's guidelines and had, in fact, allowed public inspections to prove it. The complaint presents overwhelming evidence that the New York Times and its reporter intentionally published their false and defamatory claims. The evidence includes them misrepresenting that their only medical source had stated that nearly 12 students had the virus or had symptoms when, in fact, there was no such representation. There were no cases, no positive cases at Liberty University. There were no students with symptoms. I wouldn't have stopped at $10 million. They, uh, they purposely defamed uh, the university, tarnishing its name and its reputation. The president Falwell said when there were no reported cases at uh, at Lynchburg, the New York Times sent a reporter and photographer from actual virus hotspots to violate our campus containment zone and make up completely false claims that we had created a hotspot on the campus. They target us because the university is conservative and Christian. While we fulfill their clickbait model, it is a violation of the law in many ways. we got to run out to a break. Stick with us. We'll be right back on Friday's edition of Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5.0 Radio Network. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, what's the word, delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. A daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. So I wonder sometimes how many people believe that all of this uh, unrest, chaos, and anarchy that's going on in these Democrat cities is by accident or just organic. It's spraying up from the streets and the Democrat mayors are not able to do anything about it. They have uh, the Democrat mayors, uh, well, the Democrat Party has installed 
leftist um, sympathizers, at the very least, and actual uh, operatives of Antifa and Black Lives Matter and Marxism into key powerful positions in this country, including mayors in New York and Los Angeles and Minneapolis and really all across this country. And maybe even worse, they've uh, they've taken over these uh, district attorneys or yeah district attorneys offices in these key states, so that uh, the rioting is not punished. The police go out and bring in these uh, these rioters and these arsonists, and the uh, the Soros funded district attorney just uh, turns them right back out on the street. Bill De Blasio, the the. Self-admitted socialist mayor of New York, he's in fact a, a radical Marxist, was trying to put the best spin on the lawlessness that has uh, gripped Gotham. It's sort of like a, a Batman movie, what we're watching there, and he's the Joker. He took, uh, he took out and uh, tried to do a little bit of um, propaganda misinformation and put lipstick on that pig. We were sold a bill of goods. We were lied to every day. Told that if we ended that policy. He's talking about, uh, I should have set this up better. He's talking about the stop and frisk and the broken windows uh, policing, which turned New York in the span of 16 years into an unlivable uh, basket case to uh, a renaissance city. All of that has now been destroyed in about two years by this Marxist mayor, but he's talking about uh, stop and frisk and broken windows. We were sold a bill of goods. We were lied to every day, told that if we ended that policy, there would be crime and chaos everywhere. Thank God most of us didn't listen to that hype. We changed something unjust and we became a fairer city. And guess what? We became a safer city at the same time. Really? Said that if we reduced incarceration and in the era of mass incarceration, we'd be endangered. It was the other way around, my friends. We now have fewer people in our jails than any time since World War II. Safer for it and better for it. So... So, I mean, it's stunning when you see a politician lie so blatantly. The murder rate in New York has more than doubled in just the few months that they have engaged in these uh, no-cash bail schemes that was passed at the State House and signed by Andrew Cuomo, by the way. They've been closing down the Rikers Island City Jail the corrections facility and turning these violent criminals right back out on the streets to pursue vendettas against their, uh, you know, their enemies and, uh, and just make New York unlivable. And now you got Bill de Blasio going on TV, looking into the camera and stating this Orwellian disinformation, the former police commissioner of New York, Bernie Carrick, who was uh, so instrumental in uh, making the city livable again, responded. 
This guy is a Marxist Trojan horse that has come into New York City in his last year in office, and he's going to completely annihilate the city. He's allowing the criminals to get out of prison. He's bringing them off of Rikers. He's not putting anybody in jail for things they've done. He's handcuffed the cops, completely handcuffed the cops from doing the job they have to do. And as a result, we're seeing systemic slaughter of of black men and women in the communities of yeah. color and he's not doing a damn thing about it he's not doing a damn thing about it he's he is making it worse he's refusing to to hire any more police officer and of course you know that he took a billion dollars uh, about 20 percent out of their budget the only way that you can deal with a budget cut that large is cut personnel and that's exactly what de blasio is doing de blasio knows what he's doing This is not just a misguided policy. He's purposely up there destroying New York. I think he's he's uh, engaging in a form of ethnic cleansing that's designed to drive law abiding people out of the city and uh, and populate it after the property values collapse. With his. um, His left wing base that wants to rely on government handouts. Greg Gutfeld, who apparently uh, was forced to take at least a day off. We'll see if he's back today. You know, that's the, that's the technique that they use over at Fox news. If you say anything that uh, allows, you know, too much truth to come through like Tucker did, you will have to uh, take an unpaged unpaid, long scheduled vacation but Greg, Greg Gutfeld, after saying this, uh, was off the show yesterday. We're in a hopeless position here. I've never felt this bad for a city. I've got people on my staff that can't walk to work anymore because their problem, they're women. They can't walk six freaking blocks from their apartment to Fox because they're scared and they are rightfully scared. If you see the streets in New York, man, it'll blow your mind. You think it would go back to the 1970s and that would be bad? Dude, this is 70 AD. The savagery is unbelievable. For the first time in my life, I acted and I went and I bought a firearm like millions of other Americans because we saw visual evidence that we weren't going to be protected anymore, that the cavalry wasn't going to come, that when we were going to call 911, the car wasn't going to make it. And I'm sorry if that looks like you're pouncing on social justice warriors. No, it's to protect our family. And it's offensive. It's offensive to march people's concern over violence makes me sick to my stomach if you see video from the streets of new york it is it is stunning how whole neighborhoods have just been turned into mogadishu including right there in lower manhattan and like i say uh none of this is by accident it is but it is not a bug it is a feature out of Minneapolis, when their left-wing mayor, Jacob Fry, withdrew his city's police officers from a police precinct, gave it over to the angry mob to loot and then burn to the ground, he, uh, he put a giant target uh, right on the law-abiding citizens of that city. He said that, uh, you know, if you raise enough hell, if you, if you uh, burn enough businesses, if you do enough looting and rioting, then, uh, then we'll, the police will just withdraw 
and turn the streets over to you. And of course, in that case, Black Lives Matter and Antifa agitators and rioters were more than happy to oblige. Not only did they burn the police precinct down, they burned down dozens of businesses on, on in that neighborhood. Do you remember the MSNBC idiot Ali Velchi reporting from the scene with fires, multiple fires raging all around him, saying that uh, in spite of what you're seeing, that, that this uh, protest is still mostly peaceful. These Democrat mayors give free reign to loot and riot. And if the police are able to arrest some of them, then they've got their George Soros uh, district attorney right there to drop all charges. Out in Portland, Oregon, uh, they have uh, they've uh, put a target on the federal courthouse there. Antifa tried to set up a an autonomous zone across there where they could uh, launch daily attacks. They have defaced the courthouse uh, with with just tons of graffiti. Remember when uh, they arrested that couple out in. Um, small town in California for painting over a black lives matter graffiti on the, the street. You don't see any of that in Portland, anybody being arrested for graffiti, but they're targeting the federal courthouse in Portland and, uh, the, the federal government is having none of it. And they're coming out of the courthouse. They're sending, uh, uh, squads from the department of Homeland security to arrest the agitators and uh, just as expected, the Portland mayor, Ted Wheeler, who is obviously uh, Antifa, criticizing not the, the rioters and the people that are trying to take over parts of his city. He's, now he's uh, criticizing the Department of Homeland Security for defending the courthouse. I I just wonder how, how much of this is getting through to the uninformed voter, the low information voter. Stick with us. We got to run out to a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about this, uh, this latest smear book by the president's niece, Mary Trump. No one likes to think about disasters or what could happen to you or your family if you find yourself in the middle of one. Look around you. Don't you wish that uh, maybe a few months ago you had gone to preparewithmojo50.com and picked up an emergency food supply? The reason is not that you're panicked. The reason is that you want to be ready for anything. Look what happened at the grocery stores in the last few weeks. There are others out there who tend to lose their minds when things aren't normal. You, however are smart. You know how to do things the right way. You know how to be prepared. You know how to take care of your family and it shows. I mean, you listen to Mojo 5 So go to preparewithmojo50.com. You will find a special deal for you as a Mojo listener on a food supply, an emergency food supply that will ensure that you have enough food for you and your family for months however long you decide you need the supply for. It really is a great deal and it's about being ready for anything. Preparewithmojo50.com Go to preparewithmojo50.com. It'll take you to My Patriot Food Supply, and you can save 33% off your four-week food supply if you order today. Normally, 
$297. You can get it today for $197 and you'll get free shipping. That's preparewithmojo50.com. So the president's niece has wrote this tell-all book. <laughs> That's not a, the right terminology. This make-up-all book, this lie-all book. And she's uh, now uh, hit the, uh, the news circuit, the fake news circuit, peddling this book. It's titled Too Much and Never Enough, How My Family Created the World's Most Dangerous Man. And uh, Mary Trump does not uh, present well on TV. She is an obvious liar. She was appearing uh, with Rachel Maddow last night, and uh, Rachel Maddow asked her uh, a question. And, uh, of course, Mary Trump uh, played right into the the narrative that, that Maddow was trying to set up. Tonight, a stunning new accusation from President Trump's niece, Mary Trump, telling MSNBC's Rachel Maddow she's heard the president use anti-Semitic slurs and the N-word. I have to press you on it a little bit. Um, if Just to ask mm -hmm. if the president, um, if your uncle was an exception to that in your family, or if he, if you, if, if you, heard, you ever heard him express uh, either use anti-Semitic slurs or the N-word or other racist slurs or other sentiments like that. Was was it? Is, or do you mean this, this was an ambient thing in your family, but you can't say that you ever heard it from him? Or did you hear it from him, too? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course I did. Um, and I, I don't think that should surprise anybody, given how virulently racist he is today. Uh, Rachel's nodding her head and furrowing her brow. Um. Have you heard have you heard the president use the n-word? Yeah. And anti-Semitic slurs specifically? Yes. In the past, the president. Uh, <laughs> so. She just wrote a book, a New York Times bestseller. You don't know, you know, how many copies it's actually selling, but it's supposed to be selling quite well. Feeding the Trump derangement syndrome. She wrote 300 pages and never met, uh, never mentioned that Donald Trump regularly used uh, racial slurs. But uh, she goes on with Rachel Maddow. Rachel Maddow asked her the question, and she says, "Oh, yeah, yeah." Now, if you were an actual journalist instead of uh, you know Rachel Maddow uh, engaging in these these uh, harebrained conspiracy theories, you might ask her, "Well." If that's the case, why didn't you put it in the book? You just wrote 300 pages and you never mentioned that uh, your uncle regularly uses all the time the N-word and anti-Semitic slurs. That might have been an interesting question to get the answer to, but of course, Rachel Maddow wasn't going to ask that. And she's also not going to ask, how much time have you actually spent with the President of the United States? Because according to... Uh, Don Jr. He's never met the woman. And if he did, it was in passing at some major family event 20 years ago, but he's not even sure he met her then. Mary Trump has not a single photograph of herself with her uncle, the president. And there is a, a serious question about whether or not she has actually ever be, been in his presence. She can't point to a single uh, instance of that happening. 
And there's every reason to believe that this is another one of these uh, books like uh, Amorosa or or um, John Bolton just making up a bunch of lies to get a big payday because Mary Trump is a uh, a loser. Here she is on with George Stephanopoulos um, talking about why she wrote this hit piece against her uncle. What's the single most important thing you think the country needs to know about your uncle? He's utterly incapable of leading this country. Uh, what do you base that on? He, he amassed a huge fortune, built sprawling uh, real estate projects throughout the world. Seems to be a fairly capable guy. And it's dangerous to allow him to do so. It's dangerous to allow him to do so, she says. So this president has now been in the office three years. We were told that if we elected him, that the stock market would crash and the economy would uh, go in the crapper. He built uh, one of the most successful economies through his deregulation and tax policies this country has ever seen. We're told repeatedly that he's dangerous, dangerous, I tell you. But he has kept us out of any any of these useless foreign wars and done his best to withdraw us from the ones that the military-industrial complex already had us bogged down in. We're told repeatedly that he is a, a virulent racist in the words of Mary Trump. And yet his policies have uh, benefited minorities, including blacks and Latinos in this country, like no other president in history. He has lifted them out of poverty, created jobs and rising wages. So we're always told that, the, you know, all of this doomsday stuff is going to come because he is totally unfit. And yet none of it ever happens. And I guess they always pushing it into the future. Based on what you see now or what you saw then? Based on what I've seen my entire adult life. What do you want to happen? You know, you might have wanted to follow up if you were a real reporter and not a former press secretary for the Clintons. With how much time have you actually spent around Donald Trump? How do, what, what, what do you base these opinions on now? This country is on a precipice, and we have a decision to make in the not-too-distant future about who we want to be and where we want to go as a country. So she's admitting right there that uh, you know she wrote this book uh, because of a political agenda. <laughs> I've got a clip here. This is a, a montage of left-wing media talking heads talking about, uh, you know, the president declaring war on on everything. On elements of his own government. Trump's war on absentee ballots. Trump's war on Fauci. President Trump's war on face masks. Trump's war on world order. Donald Trump's war on women. Trump's war on science. Trump's war on children. President Trump's war on the truth. Trump's war on reality. Trump's war on institutions. Trump's war on his own executive branch. Donald Trump's war on the FBI. Donald Trump's war on the FBI. Trump's war on Jeff Sessions. President Trump's war on Obamacare. Donald Trump's war on law enforcement. Trump's war on 
China. Trump's war on the whistleblower. Trump's war on the Freedom Caucus. President Trump's war on the NFL. Trump's war on Amazon. Trump's war on trade. Donald Trump's war on intel. Trump's war on the intelligence community. Trump's war on intelligence. <laughs> that goes on and on. What that is is a, a war on the truth. Yeah, Donald Trump's a disruptor. That's exactly why we sent him to Washington to turn the table over. Because what's going, what was going on in Washington was nothing less than a mass sellout of the American people. And after putting up with it and desperately trying to find somebody to stand up for Americans' interest, the voters had had enough of it and were ready to grasp at anything. Now, D- Donald Trump's not perfect. He's not terribly articulate. He doesn't have a, a, a good grasp on the levers of power in Washington, D.C., and a lot of his agenda has been stymied. But we sent him to Washington to wage war. And I guess you could say he's doing that, but he's doing it on our behalf. So let's talk about sports. Dun, 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 dun. You know, um, most of my uh, sports TV now has consisted of UFC. They, uh, they could, never did stop. They, uh, they continued to stage events in uh, empty arenas in Jacksonville, Florida, by the way. And uh, it been some really good events, despite the lack of a crowd. But now they've set up a, an island. They call it Fight Island over in Abu Dhabi, which is kind of disappointing that uh, they didn't do it in the United States. But uh, the fight card, uh, fight night from, well, I guess it was... The other night, you can find it online, was excellent, especially the first fight on the main card. But uh, big questions uh, looming, and what, uh, what is going to happen to the National Football League? It was just last year that they celebrated their 100th anniversary. And uh, that, that last 100th anniversary may have been the end of the NFL as a, a, a major draw, because I don't think people are going to put up with what we're about to see when the NFL resumes broadcast. And this is from a league that, you know, has survived all sorts of crises in the past. They were actually one of the very first sports leagues to integrate way back in the 1920s. They successfully uh, absorbed the upstart rival, the American Football League, in 1966. They have uh, weathered this, uh, this concussion crisis and somehow avoided federal safety regulations. And it's because they've got a good product. Americans love football. Football is only played, well, I guess it's played in Canada, but it, football is only played in North America. But now uh, this next season is going to be a real test. It was just back in 2016 that they allowed a washed-up second-string quarterback, Colin Kaepernick, to refuse to stand for the national anthem and and, uh, insult millions of their fans and prompted a, a boycott. So, excuse me. So Colin Kaepernick is, uh, is half black. 
He was uh, fathered by a uh, Ghanaian Nigerian father who promptly abandoned him, and he was raised by a white family. Prior to 2016, the only racial controversy associated with Colin Kaepernick is when he called another player uh, the N-word on the field. He was actually fined for that. But since um, Kaepernick's rejection of the Star-Spangled Banner, he has now become a major celebrity, garnering millions and millions of dollars from these uh, social justice corporate sponsorships. So while his fortunes rose, he didn't even have to go out on the field and take hits anymore. The fortunes of the NFL collapsed and game attendance collapsed. You remember videos or uh, photographs of all of those empty seats. People watching it just decided that, you know, they're not going to watch these uh, spoiled, pampered, multimillionaires lecture them that America sucked. So in 2018, after realizing what had happened, uh, they, they banned players from kneeling for that national anthem. They didn't require them to stand, but if they were not going to stand, they had to stay in the locker room until after the national anthem. But now, under the, the failed leadership of their commissioner, uh, Goodell, they have decided to turn their backs on all of that, and they're going to go full social justice, George, George Floyd, Black Lives Matter warrior on us. In the first week of the season, they're going to start every game by uh, the so-called Black National Anthem, lift every voice and sing. So we're going to be treated now to all of the players, and the, uh, the league is 66% black, give or take, standing for this uh, black national anthem. And then when they turn around and play the U.S. national anthem, they're all going to either sit down or take a knee. So this is a complete capitulation by the NFL. And it uh, poses some pretty fundamental problems because the, the fans of the NFL are not these social justice Antifa uh, girly men. They're actual you know, American men who are proud of this country. NFL coaches and owners are almost all white. So, uh, you know, they've got to flail themselves. Why, uh, why don't we use any of this proportional representation that we're always hearing about for these sports leagues like the NFL and the NBA, they demand a certain number of white coaches and owners, but they never turn around and point to the fact that um, whites and all other uh, groups except blacks are wildly un- un- underrepresented uh, on the field. If we applied the same standard that they apply to us, then we would demand that uh, 87% of the players in the NFL and the NBA be white or Latino or Asian or Native American. That's the progressive model of proportional representation. They, they use that in, in every workplace. They look at your workplace, and if it's, if it's not proportionally represented, then they attack it. But, but they exempt themselves whenever the uh, proportions work out in their favor. Hey, listen, i got to hit the road. I'm going to go up to Atlanta and uh, 
recover my daughter's old vehicle, um, try to bring it back down here and sell it. Hopefully it won't break down on the road, and hopefully I will talk to you again on Monday when we'll have much more from the, the passing leftist parade right here on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 50 Radio Network. I hope you have a great weekend. Son, tonight we look after the North Pole while Santa delivers all the holiday goodies. Wooden ponies, dolls, Xfinity. Xfinity? It's only the awesomest internet ever. The whole family can enjoy fast, reliable internet speed and great coverage all at a great value. Plus, advanced security is included at no extra cost with Xfinity XFi and the XFi Gateway. Just log in and activate through the Xfinity app. Choose the speed that works for you. Up to gig. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary, not guaranteed. Whether you're moving in together for the first time. This can be your closet. Or you're a new parent to a little fur baby. Viva Paper Towels can help you maintain a clean home. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. So they clean like cloth, helping you pick up after your new pet in your new home. For an exceptional cloth-like clean, use Viva Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more and start fresh with a clean feeling of home.